with Anointed Radio. And I want to first say welcome, y'all. And we're going to start off in decency and order and come out of the word today of Psalms 91 and 14. And it reads, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledged my name. When you put God first, he puts you first. And it's always great to know that God calls you his friend. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Let us be able to come and focus on you today, Lord. Be able to see your will, see your way, see your guidance. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you put in our lives, all the the tests and trials and lessons that you put in our lives so that we can be stronger, so that we can understand where to go, how to be, and how to go forward. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you've put put forth. So, God, I just want to make sure that everything that I'm doing, God, everything that we're doing under the sound of your voices is in decency and order. And we, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you the ultimate praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay with the Anointed Radio, and it is great to be back, y'all. So, I, you know I'm Pastor Jay, and I got something to say. And you can always find me at Anointed Jaylon, J-A-Y-L-O-N, at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check me out. Always got daily inspirationals and everything for you. With that being said, I want you to know it was my birthday, y'all. It was great. Birthday went well. Had a, we had a great show last Sunday. And remember that at Mountaintop, August 25th, there will be a concert with One Accord, who was just on the show, with Bishop Cortez Vaughn, 5 p.m. Mountaintop. And check out August 17th, Dr. Marvietta Clay's dispute this she's disputing her her um her listening for her album she's about to come out with her album having a live recording go check her out at god's house it's going to be dope at i think it's at five o'clock so definitely check her out and all that good stuff it's going to be some great changes here in anointed radio we got the awards coming we have awards in the kingdom image awards go check out kingdomimageawards.com um, go vote for us and then another thing is check out in November it's our two year anniversary two years that we've been live on air great right so with that being said I don't think I'm going to have to go into the mix because you know I'm filling some songs today we got to get that worship on and we're going to go and have a great worship with some Byron Cage and I'll see y'all in a minute. Come on. Come on, make some noise in here. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, the place Zion, where he will reveal it and manifest himself to you. Come on. We want to teach you a song real quick. Holy mountain, the holy mountain, God's way. 
celebration of something, whether it be a wedding, a celebration. And we're going to show it to you real quickly. Come on. Now, you need to find you a partner on this one. Find you about four people. Find you about four people in here. And we're going to show it to you real quickly, all right? It's important to understand that just because God allows things that may not be good to us does not mean that it's not good for us. <laughs> yeah. See, a parent fails if the child never learns how to fly. I hope I'm talking to somebody today. Before time began, come on! I can see. 
like this one right here. Oh, that's what real fathers do. That's what real fathers do. I wouldn't expect nothing less from you. Somebody needs to know. It's alright. It's alright.
pierced your side when they already nailed you. Jesus healed my open wounds. I just want to be more like you. Father, I let you down. Must not like you just take it out. Reconcile me, Jesus. I just want to please you. Wash me and make me whole. Everybody sing it, Lord, make me over. We're here to encourage you to walk into your new season, a season of freedom and a season of victory. Here it is. By the hand of the Almighty, 
I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. Adrian, won't you help me sing it? By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. We're gonna sing that again. By the hand. Got it now. Come on, lift it up. By the hand, I've been set free. Oh, now I'm walking in victory. Oh, said I'm walking in victory. Said I'm walking in victory. Walking in victory. Got my joy back. Oh, I'm walking in victory. Said I'm walking in. I'm walking in victory. Get my peace back. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed and delivered. interview we have miss michaela Lindsay on the line everybody welcome miss michaela thank you good evening pastor jay good evening so 
We're going to do a famous... Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you was able to come on to the show. We, we definitely can't wait to hear about your endeavors. And, you know, I, and I, I wanted to say, this is how I tailored the, my famous icebreaker question. So, my icebreaker okay. question I have for you today is this. What is your favorite food dish? My favorite food dish. It's a tough question because you're asking a person who's a cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I love cornbread. Really? That, yes. that's... I'm from Iran, but I love cornbread. <laughs> cornbread is one of the best, especially uh, if they're if it's made fresh, just from scratch. Yeah. I, I wish I would have had my grandmother before she passed teach me how to make hot water cornbread because, oh, my goodness, that is my jam. Yummy, hot water cornbread. Yes. Now, what's the difference between a hot water cornbread and a regular cornbread? I don't know. I just know. <laughs> I just know <laughs> it's called hot water cornbread, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's it's delicious. Oh, my gosh, I got to try it. I got to find somebody who knows how to make this. Yes, hot water cornbread. That is the best. Hot water corn. Well, I, I tried cornbread first time when I went to Athens, Georgia. Um, my cousin was getting married there, so we went there. And I I was really adamant. I told my husband, we have to go to this place called Cracker Barrel, and they have cornbread there. <laughs> yes, it, and, and you I know. ended up going there. <laughs> We have a Cracker Barrel. We just opened, uh, I think it opened up about a year ago, a Cracker Barrel here in Las Vegas. And I was pretty amazed by having Cracker yes. Barrel here because when I was stationed in Georgia, that's the first time I ever seen a mm. Cracker Barrel. So I was like, wow. So now we have one on the West Coast here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. But then I, you know, I was, I'm Persian. I was born and raised in Iran. The food is different. But then I was introduced to, to totally different type of food. And then I, from there, I kind of started kind of experimenting, making, um, you know, ribs, and, you know, uh, cornbread, my own style. And I just think it's such an amazing dish. And I just, I love it. <laughs> it's not good for the waste, but it's great. But it's good for the soul. That's why it's called it soul food. Delicious. It's good Absolutely. for your soul. It might not be it's good, good for, for the, the, the scale. But it's good for the soul, especially when no. you're going through something, you get some cornbread, you're like, ah, oh, my day's all better. So, you I'm, know, sometimes all you need is some good food to get you connected to your roots, to God, to peace. You know, food is a really big part for me, actually, I think for many people to feel connected to, to where they come from, to remember to remember a lot of things, you know, from the past. I think that's a very important part. Uh, and we can't forget that. We can't forget the joy of all having, sitting down and having dinner with your family, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts, you know, like the old times. And I think that's one of the great things about cooking. Um, it's passing down tradition. Even if a family member isn't here anymore, you still make that dish or remember being in the kitchen with them. And it's such a great experience because you get to, you know, remember the memories and have some of that nostalgia yeah. of like, oh, I remember when I first had this dish. And, you know, one thing that I remember was great. My grandfather used to make this great gumbo. And he worked on yeah. in Fisherman's Wharf, where the um, yeah. he got all the ingredients fresh from the Pacific, and it was awesome. I remember, and it was just like a memorable type thing where you're like, "Oh man, I, I definitely want to keep that same nostalgia when and pass it down to my kids, so you can kind of remember, you know, your traditions, your roots, where you came from." Absolutely, and you know. Um, I, I, I'm Catholic. I'm one of the few Persian people who is Catholic. Because, <laughs> you know, majority um, from majority of population in Iran is Muslim, and I was born and raised Catholic. And I remember that 
this is many years ago when I was a little girl, and when it was Easter, uh, we had this particular, it's kind of a uh, cake that looks just like cornbread, actually. It's so funny. My mind is totally cornbread. <laughs> Um, it's just like a cylinder cake, cylindrical cake with a cross on top. And what you do is you go to the church Easter Sunday, you, you know, you pray and then you get your communion and then you go downstairs in the basement where they have a feast for all the Catholics who go to the church there and, um, you celebrate and then you get a piece of this cake given to you by your pastor. And it's like the most special thing in the world. <laughs> and I never forget this. And it, it, it was like the most important part who gets the top, you know, who gets, who has been the best kid and they get the top part of this cake, which has icing all over it and a big cross. <laughs> And I never forget that. And it's just these are the things that I think connect you with, you know, with your God and with your um, traditions and all the, all the things that, you know, your family teaches you from childhood. And these are reminders for me. Every time I make a dish or I create something, it's a compilation of all the things that I remember and that makes it so important. And then I try to teach it to my children that these things are a reminder of your tradition, of your religion, of what makes, what keeps you on the right path, mm. you know, in life, instead of straying to the, I don't know, to the wrong path, not necessarily fast food, but just bad things in life. So, and what, um, once I was going to um, ask. Okay. A ask question on that so is that what brought you into and just kind of tell some of the listeners about it is that what brought you into cooking um i think i think so i i don't know exactly um how it happened um i i was when i came here i was 19 and um i moved to boston to go to school there and I was lonely. I didn't have uh, family around. It was a big, big difference from coming from Iran, being with family all the time, living a different lifestyle, and then coming here. And it was just me and school and, you know, trying to make friends. And, um, I, I, and I hated eating, you know, cafeteria food, food that wasn't really nourishing. And I started cooking, and I couldn't remember. I didn't know how to cook everything very well. I kept on calling my mom. I'm like, "How do you make rice? Like, how do you make like a stew? How do you make kebab? How do you make all these things?" And little by little, I would cook this. And every Friday after school, I would make all these dishes. And little by little, everybody started showing up. Like all oh, my friends who didn't know how to cook and have money to buy food. <laughs> They would just show up and we'd just sit around and eat. And it created this family for me that I didn't have and I was um, craving so much. And very deep friendships till today, my friends. And whenever I post a show or I create a dish that they've tasted, they will come and uh, like comment and they say something. But honestly, at this stage of my life, uh, that I've been here for 20-some years, I honestly think it's what connects me to peace, to, to um, you know, to my sanity. Because living in um, L.A. and having very rapid lifestyle, trying to um, be a as good of a person as possible in this crazy industry um, of entertainment, I think food is like my one way to connect with people without pretentiousness, without, um, you know, any, any boundaries, without any uh, shells. It's just, I just offer them what I have. And I know how to make really 
wonderful food where it brings people together without any extra, um, you know, wants or needs that comes with everything that today our society offers to people. I just put this out there and hopefully they like it and they enjoy it. And that's all I want from it to just share this culture, share this this kinder side of my culture because unfortunately with all that's happening about the Middle Eastern culture and especially Persian people in Iran and all these bad things that are associated with my culture, I'm just really trying to be trying to be courageous, honestly. Um, you know, to show strength and courage and with that um, with presenting my culture, my food to the world show that we are not what media tells who we are or what, um, you know, some governments portray us as. It's, there's much more to my culture that just being harmful to the society. So, you know, there's a, there's, I remember always a saying uh, that somebody told me, I mean, it's part of the Bible, but it says, I think I think it says do not fear or tremble uh, for the Lord uh, God is with you everywhere you go. Yeah, that's in Isaiah. And that's something. Yes, I'm sorry, I don't know all of them. Do not fear or dismay um, for the, the Lord God is with you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember that because when I came here, I I really had uh, nothing. I came with a pair of jeans, two t-shirts and a backpack and that was it. I landed in LAX and I always I always remember this because it's the only thing I have with me. My my God is still the same <laughs> as I moved from Iran and I come here. That's what I still have with me. And I and I always I always try to remember that because it feels like anywhere you go, if you have that God the God in you, it's People see it instead of just seeing all the other things that the society tries to feed or portray or, you know, just send out to the world. And there is there's still that part, it's like a gem inside of you, like engraved, and that's your God and you'll be okay with it. <laughs> so how did, how did your show start? Uh, the cooking show? Yes. Oh, well, I um, I decided this was this was after years and years in Hollywood trying to you know get a job as an actress, uh, and I was very successful actually in comparison to many Persian people because <laughs> nobody wants to hire Persians, and um, I got a few jobs here and there, and then I um, had two children, and then uh, during this time I kind of started coming you know coming up with my own things and I always uh, I was always very creative but I was I didn't have the courage to kind of go after things uh, because I felt like I have to be given the permission to, to to do something it's just a part of unfortunately part of the upbringing when you're brought up in Iran you always feel like you have to have the permission of the government permission of your parents permission of such and at some point my husband is American and he said you know you don't need the permission from anyone to do anything you're free this is a free country you can start your cooking show if you want you can make a film if you want uh, and nobody's going to reprimand you and um, it was an interesting thing because I was scared I was scared to venture into uh, presenting myself as a cooking um, person in the world like a like a chef because I didn't go to a culinary school my mother was my teacher she was an excellent cook she went to culinary school so um, I kind of felt like I had to have somebody's permission but then I started cooking and then I recorded it for the first one that I recorded it was just simple at my house and then I got such great response and people were supportive and I couldn't believe it I'm like it's just really happening how could this be and then I made another one and then 
I met up with a friend, Jamal Johnson, who is a good friend of mine. I said, hey, Jamal, he, Jamal is a football player, so he loves to eat. So um, I said, hey, Jamal, you want to come over and we can cook together and I can record it? And he goes, yeah, I'll come. So there we are. Like there's an episode of Jamal and I making chicken and rice together. And, and that's how it all began. And uh, I'm just so blessed because I did not think that um, that would be something that I would be permitted to do. And during this time, I kind of ventured into making a short film about women's rights in Iran and, um, you know, uh, based on some true stories that I knew and my aunt who was like a true personality in Iran and uh, that was the that was the beginning just basically courage to answer to your question <laughs> so um, I just decided where can everybody find your your short film that you made the short film is currently available on Amazon Prime it's I highly recommend people to watch it because it's about it's called The Vigilante, uh, not A Vigilante. There is a movie called A Vigilante, but that's not my film. The Vigilante is about a woman who lives in Iran who helps battered and abused women uh, to um, escape their abusive situation. And she takes them out of the, the bad situation and places them in a good um, kind of sort of a commune place so what she's a she is the savior of these people as you know in iran the laws are uh, not for the women but unfortunately for men and if you're abused or battered um, it's very difficult to divorce your husband or to leave or there's no alternate there's nowhere to go you don't have a um, refuge uh, if you leave, you end up either in prostitution or just somewhere homeless because unless you have family who's willing to take you, which is very unusual, once you leave a marriage, um, that's it for you. And you're not really re allowed to request a divorce unless the, your husband will allow you a divorce. So this is a very important uh part of the culture and it's very detrimental and sad for women because they have they don't have the right if they're being abused to to run away mm. so i always wanted to address that and it's so important and my aunt used to do this she quite quietly would save these women get them out of the house and place them somewhere or find them a job quietly where nobody would know their past like what have happened to them so i always remember this and i was very little when i would remember my aunt um you know um, going through these to these um places and i remember meeting some random women i would never meet and they would be gone and later on i understood what she did so i made this film about it and included included her and my own personal experience uh, about abuse and battery in it, because I think it's a universal subject, but there are parts of the world that need attention because the government is not supportive of these women or supportive of saving them from being abused. So yeah, that was that's the vigilante film that I made, and hopefully, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to say that I will make more of that kind of film uh, when time comes soon. Because I was going <laughs> to ask there, if you had any more projects too. Yeah. That was the next. I was like, so is there a yes, part two? Yes, I do. I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it will be part two, but there will be extended where I'm, I'm in the middle of talking with some people about it uh, I think um, it will be um, some something along the long vigilante but also there will be other stories that are just original like that they're not they're not uh, stories of you know sadness and soft 
stories, but there's more stories of courage, of of how people um, survive these things, you know, how people survive these hardships, where you get that strength that um, you don't know it existed. Because I went through it, you know. I, I had a very unkind father, unfortunately, who whenever times were difficult, um, he would mistake me with difficult things. And and that's very sad because you don't do that to your child. But unfortunately, that was his way. And um, I, I remember that when I was, in my, I was a teenager and I remember I would ask people for help, but nobody would help me. But then um, I would pray a lot, but at the same time, I would solve my problem and um, find a way to avoid this battery situation or conflict. I was very little. I, did, I couldn't do anything, but uh, what I could do is ways to avoid conflict. And I think that's really, really important to, to, to tell the world that, um, you know, these women, they do uh, deserve um, a little bit of more uh, understanding just because they wear hijab or just because, you know, they are suppressed doesn't I mean they should be treated that way. They, they deserve kindness. They deserve uh, chances. It's not just to see them from far away from America or, or Europe or anywhere and just say, oh, these people are so pathetic or these people... These women are so sad. It's just that they don't have a choice. So maybe we can find it in our hearts and in our community to kind of help them or have understanding for them you know, instead of uh, judging, instead of um, trying to make them into these unknown creatures. They are not creatures. They're human. They do need your attention if you can give them or your kindness or generosity. I mean, I've been so lucky since I've come to America that, I mean, just random people, uh, they are just out of nowhere. They're kind to me. They give me a break. They give me my first job, you know. Um, People who you really don't think that they're going to come through and then all of a sudden um, here they are and they help. And um, I remember the day we had a fire here not long ago, and um, uh, we had to evacuate. We were in Agoura Hills, so we had to evacuate and go. And, and um, we, all the community just kind of got together down the street. We have all types of people, and I think I'm the only Persian in the neighborhood, really. <laughs> And we just stood down down the stair down the uh, path and prayed that our little area would be protected. And there was no there was no boundary there. Nobody thought, oh, well, she's Persian. She's probably can't like doesn't pray like us. Um, and she like her prayer doesn't count. We just stood there and we prayed so that our homes are safe. So I think. Um, Americans are wonderful about that, about forgiving and about um, also letting in people from other countries. And I think that uh, if I can just show people with my tiny little movies that um, these women who get abused and battered, they are just like you and me. It's just that they don't have the chances that we we do. the privileges and the freedom that we have. So, I was going to ask, because I know that you went to, uh, you know, to L.A. and it was like a big chance. What would you tell somebody that's in your same boat that, you know, they might be coming from a different country to come to L.A., they might be coming from a different state. Um, What would you tell them as advice Mm -hmm. um, about going to L.A. and chasing after their dreams? Uh, that's a, you have really good questions. <laughs> it's a tough question, I have to tell you. You know, uh, the only, uh, the only, the only, the first thing I can tell them is that um, don't compromise yourself for anything. Uh, 
don't compromise just because somebody is offering you, you know, a monetary thing. A, don't ruin your spirit. You have to stay true to yourself. It's okay if you don't get that job. If it's okay if you don't get that audition. It's okay if you shut people down because you don't think what they're doing is ethical. Um, it's okay because that only makes you stronger, more independent, and I guarantee you independent people in L.A., in Hollywood, do win because they are independent and they're courageous. If you bend to whatever whoever says, um, it it will be very difficult, and you don't want to lose your dignity, your uh, passion, who you are, your strength, all those things that you learn from childhood that they matter to you. I mean, at least I did. <laughs> they they are they have to be there. So don't compromise ever. Uh, it's okay if. If you don't make it first 10 years, you'll make it the next 10 years. <laughs> Amen. That's powerful. Well, one thing I want to ask in, in closing <laughs> is, where can everybody find you? You know, your um, find your website, your social media, and, um, yeah, everything. How can they find you? Okay. You can um, you can always find me on Instagram. My show, my cooking show, is called Everyday Persian, which is uh, kind of like the Italian show Everyday Italian. This one is Everyday underscore Persian on Instagram. Also Everyday Persian on Facebook. You can look at all the food that I make, and you can also look at the. Uh, you can go to a YouTube channel that's called Everyday Persian. You can look at all the episodes, how to cook Persian food at home, uh, which is very easy. And I encourage everybody to do it. Um, lately, where everybody is into like the Mediterranean diet and all that stuff, there is your resource for making Mediterranean food at home. And then the Vigilante, uh, the short film currently available on Amazon Prime, Soon it will be available on iTunes and other platforms. Um, but at the moment, if you go on Amazon Prime, type in The Vigilante or my name, Michaela Lansing, the movie will pop up. I encourage you to see it because it will open people's mind about Middle East, about how we can be helpful. There, It's like an action short film, so you won't be bored at all. <laughs> There's like a lot of, uh, you know, hustle and bustle and beating up people and all the exciting things. But it's, it's true on a story, so it's more exciting because it's not just action. It's, it has a meaning behind it. And hopefully um, future films will possibly will be also on Amazon Prime. And you can also just put in my name and you'll see... Michaela Lansing, and you'll see the future films that will come out soon. Uh, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm just praying that all the, all the good things that I'm, all the little seeds that I put everywhere will come to fruition. Amen. We'll definitely be praying on here at Anointed Radio that everything that you do, God just thank anoints you so him. much, Reverend Day. And you know, we, um, one thing I wanted to say is just thank you for coming onto the platform and sharing about what you're doing, the great and amazing things that you're doing. Definitely keep doing it. Um, it's it's making an impact. And if there's anything that you might need from Anointed Radio for like promotions or if you have a new film coming out or anything, definitely let us know and stay in touch and we will make sure we promote it and tell our listeners about the great things that you are doing. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Can I give one shout out to my spin girls, all the gospel girls that I spin with? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Thank you. All the uh, voltage cycling from Chatsworth. Hey, ladies, thank you so much uh, for your love and support. These are all the girls who go to church, and they are such kind souls to me, and I'm, I can't, I can't thank you enough. They're like my family. 
they're always there and we do sometimes spin to gospel music which is amazing <laughs> so now so they know that there's a thank gospel station they they got a gospel station to listen to they, so you know what sure. they did know already they were all excited <laughs> oh amen so we definitely yeah they knew it they want were everybody like, yeah. to be spending to anointed radio so just put anointed radio on and just get to spinning and your spin cycle is going to be blessed that sounds great actually why don't we, we're going to try that amen so okay. thank you thank you so much thank you for your time I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. Stay in touch and have a great night. Thank you. Uh, have a good evening. Amen. Definitely go check out Michaela's projects, her YouTube channel with Everyday Persian. Go check out her movie, The Vigilante, on Amazon Prime. It's it's amazing. She's doing great things. Keep her on the, on the lookout because she's coming out with great things down the pipeline but Cletus it's about that time thank you Cletus see we in the studio together but with that being said I want to leave with you today as we close and finish another show of anointed radio remember that when God calls you, there's always a cost that you have to go through. And despite what you go through, God will always make a way. So this is Pastor Jay, and I'm signing out. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Anointed Jaylon, or find me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook. Love y'all. Stay blessed. See y'all on Sunday.